Hello and welcome to the New City Podcast, where we exist to renew the Quad Cities by restoring the health of its people. I am Jarek Bakken. I'm Dr. Alex Aguello. And this is part four. I almost said part three, but we did part three. This is part four of our series on our principles of health, the New City Principles of Health. Today, our principle is... Where is it at? I'm, I'm looking beyond the camera to find everything because I <laughs> the human body there. needs to eat mostly there. There we go. High fat, moderate protein, and low carbohydrate in order to survive and thrive. So, still in the category of food, and now we are talking about the macronutrients. And this is where we probably start to get controversial. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think everybody can agree to to some degree that you need to eat real food right right like everybody can agree that like yes we might have a higher standard of what real food is and you know we might dig into that deeper than some people would say but to to some degree most anybody who has anything to say about nutrition is going to tell you that you know eating a an apple is going to be better for you than what's the example you gave caramel apple caramel apple sucker right right like like nobody's going to dispute that to some degree right right people are going to let more substances sneak into what they're you know consider acceptable i suppose but on that spectrum we're going to agree on that yeah and even on the fasting stuff, I've found that while some people, the people who don't agree with any type of fasting, well, for one, they don't understand what their body's doing every single day. Right. And number two, they are probably just not versed enough in the practice, in, in even the, like therapeutically what fasting can do. People who have actually looked into this and studied this, it seems like it's it's pretty clear that like this is really helpful, really beneficial, right? And yep. it's like, you know, any anything that can potentially go wrong with this is actually like more behavioral type of stuff. And if we look at raw what is happening here when people when the human body fasts, it, it's 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 pretty clear, yeah. right? Yep. So now we get into this idea of shoot, maybe the human body does well on fat. Right. Right? Yeah. Which is uh I sometimes forget how <clears throat> I guess far away I've been or maybe how long I've been so far away from traditional thinking or conventional thinking is probably the a better way of saying it cuz mm-hmm. traditionally people mm. would eat a lot of fat. Um, yeah, but you know, 1970s, the whole low fat, non fat, mm-hmm. you know, light stuff came in, um, which was based off a bunch of poor evidence, um, based off a bunch of epidemiological studies, which is what everybody's pointing to now and the current craziness that we're in. Interesting. But, uh, Inter- yeah, where people just said, people said that fat was bad, um, for a number of different reasons. But that led to primarily for cardiovascular issues, people saying that you should eat low fat. Um, So to hear us say that the human body needs to mostly eat high fat and lower in carbohydrate 
is probably shocking still for some people. But what I, the reason I said that is because I'm still surprised by that. I'm still, I always forget um, that people still think that way. Right. That fat is bad. Right. Um, but it, yeah, that's what a lot of people think. So well, and it's that's even, why it's controversy. Right. And right, we're going to get way more into this, but it's like, it's even like people just are, they don't understand what they're saying. Right. right. So like, um, where was I? For some reason, I was at the hospital, um, and they've got you know the the whatever the food place, the cafeteria type of thing, mm-hmm. and um, like they would definitely prescribe to the dietary recommendations that fat is bad, right? But then there's this giant poster out in front of it about how healthy avocados are yeah right avocado this is great food you should be eating it but the big thing that it's like pointing to is super high in fiber Mm. right so it's like they're they're recommending this food that is primarily fat a real dense source and we would agree in most circumstances a really good source of fat yeah but like because of their paradigm of fat is bad they have to promote it as the reason this is good is because it has fiber. Right. <laughs> right. Which is just silly again. And it gets back to the, to the, um, discussion of, are you basing something? So when you look at what's healthy and what's not healthy, are you demanding that there's evidence that shows it's healthy versus non-healthy? Or are you just basing it off of principles? Again, if, if something is found in nature and people have been eating it for thousands mm. of years and, and what yeah. that is, what can, what's contained in that particular food is, is f- primarily fat. Yeah. Then how in the world could you say right. that fat is bad? I mean, if we look at breast milk, which I don't think anybody disagrees with and eventually we'll get there, but right, at least for right now, I don't think anybody disagrees with that baby should be nursing. Yeah. Um, primarily fat, right? Yeah. It's high in fat. Um, because it's nourishing to the body. So to, to think that, uh, that fat is bad is, uh, is, is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it, it, again, it just gets back to kind of fitting it into that model of, like we talked about in the last show of, they start kind of, well, here's the disease process. Now let's backtrack to say, okay, well now this is healthy. Instead of just saying, well, what is, what have, you know, got to just, let's just make sense of something. Let's just use common sense. This is a food found in nature. People have been eating it forever. It contains fat. So therefore fat can't be bad. And if we do things, if we eventually get to something like a heart disease, maybe it's something else that got us there instead of, you know, you being able to say, yeah. this is what uh, people have been doing. Yeah. All right. So we're going to dig way more into the why behind this recommendation for macronutrients. First, we need to simply define terms. Yeah. What are these macronutrients? And essentially that question is what's really asking is what is food? Because all food is comprised of these three macronutrients. Like like there is no way around this. Anything that you well, anything that is intended to be eaten is right. going to be um, comprised of one of or multiple of these three substances, right? So right. fat, carbohydrates, and protein. Yep. Um, let's, since we're talking about it, let's start with fat. What is fat? 
Yeah. So fat is, it's a macronutrient and the whole macronutrient, I know we'll probably get into in a little bit in the future episodes too, but it's basically just a nutrient that our body needs in, in higher amounts than it would in sort of what are called micronutrients. So the macronutrients you just mentioned, fat, protein, carbohydrates, micronutrients, these are vitamins, minerals, those type of things. So we need a, the macronutrients in a lot bigger quantities. So a fat is just a, one of the macronutrients that when we take it into our body, our body breaks down into what are called fatty acids. And then the fatty acids are used, can be utilized for energy like we talked about in the last episode of how we can use sugar and fat for energy. Well, it's those fatty acids that are used for energy, but they're also used to of the building up of our cells, tissues, and, and organs. So we need these things to rebuild our tissues, mm-hmm. cells, tissues, and organs. We also um, can utilize them uh, for energy. So that, that would be what a fat is. Right. What, what, let's, let's talk about examples of fat in nature. Yep. So there's plant-based fats. So those would you mentioned avocado. There could be coconut. Um, these are kind of the, the plant-based fats that these are things you pick off a tree. These are things you're, you're picking out of the ground. Um, and then there's of course animal-based fats, you mm-hmm. know, just like, um, where I just mentioned when we eat fat, now fat comes into our tissues and, and we make either just fat tissue or it comes up and makes parts of our cells. Well, when we're eating other animals, then now they're also going to be, um, there's going to be animal sources of fat. So that of course would be, um, you know, the, the fattier cups of meat, like a ribeye, those mm-hmm. type of things. Um, this would be thing dairy. There's a lot of fat that would be found in dairy. Um, obviously, you're making cheese, butter is just pretty much fat. So taking everything else out of the dairy, mm-hmm. um, out of the milk and making it into something like a butter or a ghee, these are just sources of fat yeah. that yeah. you would take into your body. Yeah, so really the, the kind of the categories that we're working with here are you know, you, you understand fat on your body, right? So it's very easy to understand fat on an animal mm-hmm. in the same way that you understand fat on your body, right? That's kind of one category. Then there's this, this category of, of, yeah, any type of dairy, any, any milk product, like you said, similar to human breast milk, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to have a very large percentage of fat in there. But then there's like this this segment of the plant world that's really a lot different than most any other plants, right? It's like in and most of which are f- actual fruit, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think any, I don't think there's really anything in the plant world that is high contents of fat that is not, you know, kind of a a a fruit of a plant, right? Sure. So, you know, the, the, even the nuts and seeds, right? So those are like fruited plants, right? The coconut, the avocado, right? Olive, olive, right? It's either, either a plant or a tree, right? This is the, the fruit that those plants are bearing, right? Right. Fatty fruits is what we call them. (laughs) Yep. Um, so what is like, what is unique about this macronutrient? Well, I think the, the, the uniqueness of it is, um, with, as far as from a caloric perspective, it's different than the other two. So when you take in protein, uh, when you take in carbohydrates, um, you are getting four calories for every gram of that particular macronutrient, but you're taking in around nine, um, calories for every gram of, of the fat, um, macronutrient, um, which is why one of the reasons 
why they say eat low fat is because they contain so many more calories per mm-hmm. gram. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't only to, again, what they thought was preventing heart disease. It also yeah. was going to help you with um, managing your weight because right. if you're eating a lot of food that contains higher um, it, it's higher in calories, then, of course, based off the calorie model that we talked about last time, then you're going to be gaining a lot more weight than if you were to avoid those things. So that's the main as far as from a caloric perspective, that's the thing that's that's unique. Um, but another uniqueness, uh, I guess, when you compare it to carbohydrates, um, there are what are called essential fatty acids, mm-hmm. meaning in the essential um, prefixes, meaning that your body actually needs it. It can't make it on its own. So you have to take it in from the outside yeah. in order to have it on the inside. Um, these would be... omega-3s, omega-6s, omega-9s, these type of things that people have probably heard of, um, which found in fish oil, if you've ever taken a fish oil before. Um, So things that are high in these omega fatty acids, these are essential fatty acids. Um, And that's the piece that goes and then helps you to rebuild cells, tissues, and organs, which is why it's essential. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of the, one of the uniqueness uh, or unique parts of, of fats compared to, to the other things. Um, I don't know. So Whatever. just that that alone, right? There's there's two big pieces right there. Um, when we look at fat, reasons to understand this as essential and not something to be avoiding is when we look at nature, these foods are in nature. People have been eating them for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And we look at the human body there are essential compounds here that need to be ingested and digested for us to be able to not only perform optimally, now we're, that picture is becoming more clear, but even to survive. Right. Right. Like, then I guess the other piece of that, that, that I forgot about there is um, when you, we're talking about breaking these things up, right? And fat and protein and, and carbohydrates and mm-hmm. macronutrients. And that's... I mean, I think it's helpful for us to know about these things, but that is also something that people thousands of years ago never knew anything about. Sure, but they stayed right. healthier than right. we are. So these things come in combination, right? So there's, there's just what's called nutrient synergy. Mm-hmm. And they know that there's what are called fat-soluble vitamins, meaning yeah. that you can't absorb these vitamins without a fat source. Um, and then if your body has a problem with absorbing fat, then you're also going to be deficient in these fat soluble vitamins. And those are vitamin A, D, E, and K. Um, so probably people have heard of a vitamin D. That's a popular vitamin that people, most people are deficient in, and it leads to so many um, health problems. Um, but the other fat soluble vitamins are, are extremely important as well. So if you are eating very low fat, then you're also going to have a problem with right. absorbing right. Um, these and being um, sufficient in these um, fat soluble vitamins. Th- there's also, you know, just common sense stuff. You're in order for you to um, make hormones, you require cholesterol. In order for you to have cholesterol, that comes from primarily fat sources. Um, your brain tissue is made out of fat. All of your cells are made out of fat. You know, the stuff that around protects around your organs, you need a certain level of fat. Like they know that when you look at body fat percentage, of course you don't want a really high body fat percentage, but if you have an extremely low body fat percentage, that's also not healthy for, um, extremely healthy for a person. So you, your body just requires this particular macronutrient, um, 
And what we would be saying is not only does it require it, but it also has an extreme amount of benefits that people are missing out on Mm -hmm. um, if they're not eating what we call considered uh, mostly higher fat um, in your diet. So that's, we can look at history and say, this is how people ate, but we can also say, okay, if we look at how people are eating now in response to that, we would want to not necessarily go low fat. Um, really just because our primary goal is not the whole calories in calories out thing. That's not what we're not about that. And we're also could show clear evidence that it's not the best way to prevent heart disease either. Right. Um, so there's really no need right. to, to eat low fat. Right. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into more of those reasons here once we kind of set the table. Sure. <laughs> Pun intended. Uh, for carbohydrate now. Mm-hmm. So what... What are the what are the differences? What what is carbohydrate, right? And what are the biggest differences between fat and carbohydrate? Because I think these are the two things that we can kind of like pin against each other. Yep. So carbohydrate, um, another macronutrient, but it's primarily used for energy sources. So par- carbohydrates are going to be broken down into that glucose, um, and then the glucose is then going to uh, be stored in your body as glycogen. So that's, it's necessary to have glycogen stores, right? For in order for our body to function, there's some, there's different parts of our bodies that can only work, um, using glucose as its source. Red blood cells primarily is the, is the main one. Um, so if we didn't have glycogen, um, or glucose in our body, then we wouldn't survive. Mm-hmm. So we require those, but the, um, caveat there is that doesn't mean that we require carbohydrate yeah. to get there. Right. So that's why there's no such thing as an essential carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. There's essential fatty acids. We'll get to proteins where there's essential amino acids, but there's not essential glucose. So there's not essential carbohydrate. Right. Reason being is because the whole essential thing means that you can't, our body can't um, manufacture that on its own. It has to take something from the outside, um, bring it on the inside. Well, we can do that. Mm-hmm. We can break down fat, fatty acids to get there. We can break down um, amino acids to get there. So those things can happen where we can get to replenishing our glycogen stores and break it down and use glucose for energy. But that's the, there's no rebuilding of cells, tissues, and organs yeah. Um, yeah. that are required with carbohydrates. So yeah. Yeah. The only so, way it would be required, I would say, is if you are so unhealthy and not metabolically flexible, like we talked mm, about the last time, sure. you're primarily a sugar burner, then now, yeah, you become, you, you have to have dependent, carbohydrate. Right, right. Dependent upon carbohydrate. Right. So what's interesting about carbohydrate is and different from, um, fat and protein is there really, unless you look at a whatever, there's really isn't a form of carbohydrate in the animal world, right? Mm-hmm. All carbohydrates come from the plant world. The kind of one exception here would be something like honey, right? Which is produced by an animal, right? Um, and I guess like the dairy category, right, is going to have some carbohydrate mixed in there. But like when we look at just animal product, not things produced by animals, like there are zero, zero carbohydrates present there, right? So the carbohydrates that we're consuming are almost entirely coming from the plant world, Mm -hmm. right? But what I think is also funny, I don't think people understand exactly like there's a lack of understanding of what 
macronutrients are and like how when you say, oh, I'm not eating carbs, a lot of people think you're talking about bread. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. They think you're talking about uh, bread and pasta and not eating, you know, wheat, basically. Right. They think carbs is wheat. Right. But in reality, when they say, oh, I'm not eating carbs, I'm eating salads. What's in your salad? Right. Lettuce and tomatoes and cucumbers and carrots and carbs and carbs and carbs and carbs, right? Right. The difference is the the nutrient density, mm-hmm. right? So these are going to be, and what's funny, we'll get into this in the next episode, the kind of the, uh, what we call it, like an inverse relationship between macronutrients and micronutrients, right? So while it's less dense in the macronutrient of carbohydrate, what you have done is you're actually eating a lot of other foods that are less dense in carbohydrate macro, but actually really dense, more dense in micronutrients mm-hmm. in that trade-off, right? But as far as their macronutrient makeup, like almost entirely carbohydrate. Right, right. Right, right which gets to the, the point that we would want to make when we say, when you like look at your plate – you know, the amount of food on your plate could be, you mm-hmm. consider that higher in carbohydrate. Right. But when you look at it from a caloric perspective right. and the percentage of what your calories are coming from, we would want to be mm-hmm. lower in the, in the carbohydrate um, category. Yeah. Let's, um, sa- let's save that because that's basically the entire like second half of this that I yeah. want to get into. Right. So um, those are carbohydrates, right? We're finding that in for basic, basically we're talking about fruits and vegetables here, right? Yeah. Grains. I mean, there's going to be oh, gosh, some shoot, nuts. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Um, protein now is kind of this, like probably the more, maybe most unique of the three, because there's a lot of things that kind of cross between fat and carbohydrate. Right. Mm-hmm. And now protein has like this more unique role here. What's, what is protein? Yeah. So just like the fatty acids, they're kind of their primary role is to, for energy purposes, but then they also kind of have the secondary role of rebuilding cells and tissues and organs. Protein's primary role is to rebuild cells, tissues, and organs. And and even like your immune system cells, your your hormones, all those are all protein-based. Even your DNA is amino acids. So like everything about the body is protein-based. and then they can be kind of be a secondary secondary source of energy, not the protein itself, but they can be broken down into and get into your energy pathways yeah. um, to be used for for energy. So, yeah, th- that's kind of the uniqueness of protein. It's it's um, its function is primarily to rebu- rebuild um, the human body, um, and then it can also be used as a as a source of of energy, um, but. Similar to the other ones, there's going to be, well, not necessarily carbohydrates, but like fat, there's going to be animal sources, there's yeah. going to be fat sources. Yeah. Um, the animal sources are going to include, um, so let me just back up a little bit. Protein, when you eat it, your body breaks it down, you digest it into what are called amino acids. Proteins are basically just a longer sequence of amino acids. Mm-hmm. So it's the amino acids that then... Um, your body rebuilds and puts together and then makes your tissues. So when we are, are eating protein, we have to break it down in yeah. order to actually absorb um, what, what we need. 
So there, when you're looking at an animal source, it's going to have um, a lot more what they call an amino acid profile. So the amount of yep. amino acids that you need are going to be found more in these animal sources versus plant sources. doesn't necessarily mean that plant sources are a bad form of protein. You're just not getting that kind of more right. robust profile of amino acids. Um, so, yeah, you can get your protein sources from both, um, but you're going to you know, be able to get a lot yeah. better. Yeah. We we are going to go much more in depth into this in the next episode, but like point blank, again, looking at nature, it seems as though the intended source of protein for the human body is in animal foods. Yeah. Very, like yep. Pretty simply. Yep. Right. Um, okay. So... So something else about protein, though, and maybe this will get into when we get into the why, we'll talk a little bit more about this. But um, proteins, we have moderate. Um, that's where you should be at with your protein intake. And all that means is that it shouldn't necessarily be the highest and it definitely shouldn't be the lowest. Right. Um, right. But one of the things that they've found uh, about protein is when you lower the amount of protein because your body needs it so much, mm -hmm. what will happen is you will overeat the other two. Right in order to try to get to your protein needs. Sure. Um, so if like you want to say, oh, I'm going to go very low protein, all that means is your body's going to eat more energy because like we talked about with the nutrient synergy, yeah. there's going to be protein sources within that energy and you're going to overeat those things that then your body stores, right. which is going to be a problem so that you can actually meet your protein yeah, needs. So for sure, um, even though it's m moderate, it's still right. One of the most, maybe potentially, potentially even the most important to actually hit. Right. Um, absolutely. In order for your body to survive and thrive. So yeah. Yeah. We're definitely gonna hit on that. So yeah, that's great. When we are talking about, so this, this high fat, moderate protein and lower carbohydrate, there is a pretty big spectrum of what we would consider healthy and falling under kind of these these categories, right? Mm -hmm. All the way from, in certain circumstances, we would say a zero carbohydrate or otherwise known as the carnivore diet, we would say this is potentially healthy, right? And at the other end of our spectrum is potentially a diet that has upwards of, dare I say, 200 grams of carbohydrate in it in, in a single day that like, you know, the freaking keto world is going to like, they're dying. Like, how can you possibly be recommending something like this, right? right. <clears throat> the reality is we think that like there's a great degree of variance of what can be healthy in like this spectrum, right? Yeah. Because the primary thing we're doing in recommending this high fat, moderate protein, low carb is working against, we've kind of mentioned already a little bit, what the standard American diet has produced, right? right. In terms of a macronutrient profile. That profile is extremely high carbohydrate, still very high fat with the carbohydrate right. and very low in protein, right? right? Then this is basically the diet that is producing sick people. Right. Point blank. Right? right. Right. And it gets back to what I just talked about with protein. I mean, you're, you're basically filling your body with, with energy 
instead of filling your body to be able to rebuild and, and repair and only enough energy to be able to function normally, you know, so when you are eating something that's extremely high in carbohydrates, extremely high, um, in fat and very low in protein, then you're setting yourself up for chronic disease. Yeah. And that's exactly what the standard American diet. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. So, so with, with any sort of macronutrient breakdown, you would want to start there, right? Whether you would disagree and say, no, I think you should be more lower in fat and higher in carbohydrate. You still can't argue with, we need to low, we can't go high fat and high carbohydrate. Right. Like standard American right. Diets. So let's, let's, let's paint a picture of each one of these, right? So let's let's start from, um, maybe let's start with the standard American diet, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's start there, and then let's go back to basically carnivore and kind of work our way upward on the carbohydrate scale. So standard American diet, high carb, high fat, low protein. Mm-hmm. What might this look like? So this is going to look like, um, well, this is where I would agree with people saying that they think carbohydrates is bread. Because mm-hmm. really, the main way to get there is right. you, you, you right. eat bread all day long. So you start your yeah. day off with, with a bagel. You start your day off with cereal. You start your day off with um, donuts, you know, those type of things, or breakfast sandwiches. Mm-hmm. So basically, you can look at that um, like a breakfast sandwich or a donut or even a bagel with, you know, butter on it or, you know, worse than that, margarine or something like that that's kind of a microcosm of what we're talking about as yeah. far as it's high in carbohydrates, Absolutely. it's high in fat and it's very low in protein. Um, or even if it was higher in protein, then you're basically just forcing that in because you're, you're combining it with the, the two other right. micro, macronutrients. Oh man. Um, so you do that in the morning, right? So you've already started off poorly and then you go, let's, you know, uh, I would say this is rare, but every time I drive by McDonald's, I'm, I'm continually reminded how it's not rare. You <laughs> see 50 people in the drive through and they're eating, you know, a Big Mac, which is high in, in um, carbohydrates with the bread. Um, you're obviously getting meat that's that's protein, but then there's going to be fat in the sauces, and then you're eating fries with it, which is just a basically a, a carbohydrate fried in fat. Um, and then you are topping that off with, you know, a, a huge large drink, which right. is just carbohydrates. Pure sugar. Um, so it's extremely high in, in carbohydrates, high in fat. And then, of course, you have some meat that maybe there's going to be some protein there. So that would be lunch um, and then dinner, something similar, maybe like pizza, mm-hmm. right? Which is just bread. Right. And, and it's, you know, it's cooked in a bunch of oils and then there's the, the cheese. Man, this is even hard to talk. <laughs> this is hard to talk about. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of the three meals, right? But then yeah. like we talked about last time, you are not only eating three meals, you're eating potentially six to 10 meals. Right. So uh, then you're snacking on bars uh, that are high in carbohydrates and uh, high in bad oils. A bag of potato chips. A bag of potato chips. Like. You know, you're just, um, ex- you're, you are filling yourself not only with a high amount of calories, but you're filling yourself with these high, these two macronutrients of the high protein or high fat and, and high carbohydrates and your body is just constantly storing energy mm-hmm. instead of using yeah. that energy. Yeah. So what's interesting about all those things, and it's, it's actually really funny. Um, we, when we walked through the macronutrients, we're talking about individual food items, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there are foods that like have multiple macronutrients, right? But to describe each of these individually, we're kind of talking about, hey, this there's kind of this category of food, this category of food, that category of food, right? There's definitely some overlap. But when we're talking about the standard American diet, everything you just listed was essentially 
processed or manufactured types of things, right? Mm -hmm. To get pizza, right? There's a, a essentially a recipe of the crust and the sauce and the cheese and the toppings, right? That creates high carb, high fat, low protein. To get a donut, right? You take the the bread essentially and fry it in the fat, right? To create these certain things, to create ice cream, right? You take the fatty milk and add tons of sugar to it, mm -hmm. right? Like all of these foods are like kind of by nature. What is what like it just like I said, little microcosms of the big problem of what you have ended up eating during a day. Right. Right. So it's like in one sense, the there's the popular um, if it fits your macros type of dieting where as long as you understand, you know, okay, what is in this cup of ice cream, right? Oh, it's it's a bunch of fat and a bunch of sugar. Okay. So to balance myself out and end up the day in a better place, I can eat this ice cream as long as I ate a bunch of protein, you know, alongside of it, right? Right. And I constructed this meal that is just around macronutrients. First of all, we would reject that with principle number one of eating real food, right? That's how we kind of like we're starting at that position. But it's like, you know, being able to manipulate it, it's like you have to interject something differently because if you just stick to these standard American foods, you're going to end up in this really unhealthy place. Right. 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 And I mean, you could, you could even through eating that standard American diet, you know, of course we're giving somewhat of an extreme version of it, but it's not necessarily extreme and how common it is. Right. But you could also say, Oh, Hey, what's the general recommendation of what's on the food pyramid? And it's still going to be yeah. high carbohydrate, yeah. higher in fat, right. and, and, and well, not necessarily higher in fat, but very low in protein because people aren't necessarily, you know, getting the, what we would call better sources of these real foods and eating these things. They're, they're just going to get them because they see it as, well, here's a grain. I'm going to eat a grain. Here's a vegetable. I'm going to eat a vegetable. And that could just literally be sure. ketchup. Sure. That could be the pizza sauce on your pizza and say, oh, I'm hitting my, my food pyramid. It, it could even it could even be things that are perceived as healthy, right? Yes, right. we listed off a bunch of junk foods that most people are going to identify as junk foods. But how about this? Some low-fat yogurt for breakfast, um, a uh, whole grain um, sandwich for lunch. Uh, maybe even maybe it's even uh, market fresh from Arby's. Maybe it's even a vegan, or let's call it a vegetarian sandwich, right? It's just got cheese, no meat, right? Vegetarian sandwich. That's healthy, right? <clears throat> um, and then we've got some um, whole grain pasta with uh, chicken for dinner, right? Mm -hmm. There's plenty of people who would look at that and say, oh, I made a healthier choice of having the whole grain vegetarian sandwich for lunch. I made a good decision by having, you know, the whole grain, um, you know, pasta with it's it's chicken it's not red meat right? right like there's so many little justifications of these things that are yeah conventional wisdom in quotes that like is why people are still sick right because they understand these things to be healthy and we're way off base right
I mean, and I would say that that prob- that is a healthier version of doing that. Um, Barely. <laughs> right. But, but I would say it's going to be very difficult to stick with that because you're going to be hungry all the time. Right. Um, so just doing what you described, you know, if you were to able to, if you were able to maintain that long term, then of course you're going to be healthier than somebody who eats McDonald's every day. Sure. Multiple meals, sure. Absolutely. It's going to be very difficult to do and that's yeah. going to make you more susceptible to, to doing the ice creams and the donuts more often. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So pinning, pinning that as public enemy number one. Let's back all the way down, and this is really kind of easy to explain. There might be a little nuance here, but the carnivore diet, mm-hmm. it is zero carbohydrate, right? So some people, um, let's, let, okay, let's get a little nuanced here. What is, what is, uh, how do you construct a healthy carnivore diet? Well, I mean, you're still going to, I guess the, the, I would want to answer that by saying, here's how you shouldn't, um, do a carnivore diet is you shouldn't, uh, go to McDonald's again and just say, let's take off the bread and the, and the lettuce, you know, off the, and just eat that poor quality of, of meat. Um, that's going to have other things in it that you don't necessarily want, but it's also going to be, um, not as nourishing for your body as if you were to eat, um, you know, well-raised meat, but Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. So a healthy carnivore diet is, you know, you aren't staying lean with the meats Mm -hmm. because that would be getting you yes, protein needs, but then you would also be lower in your fat content. So if you're going to stay, so when we say moderate, as far as percentage from your, um, caloric intake, you still want to be 30. Some people can go up to 50% of um, their macro um, nutrient content being from protein, um, that would mean you would still require 50% of fat in your diet, um, since you're not eating any carbohydrates. So you are going to have to, um, eat fattier cuts of meat, Mm -hmm. um, to, to get there. So this would look like, uh, if you're doing eggs on the carnivore diet, this would look like, um, having eggs to get there. This would, if you're doing any sort of dairy on the carnivore diet, this would look like having cheese and stuff to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, but then also, yeah, the fattier cuts of meat, um, like the ribeyes and staying away or or fish, you know, that's going to be a fattier, um, higher in protein, higher in fat. Um, this would be not necessarily just eating, you know, boneless, skinless chicken right. breast. That's just going to be primarily protein and devoid of any sort of nutrient content. This would be not, not that you can't eat the leaner, leaner cuts of meat, um, but you are right. going to want to, um, yeah. Yeah. To get to a healthy place. If you're, if you're eating a chicken breast, right. It can't be the only thing you're eating. Right. Right. You're going to have to supplement that with right. some butter or, you know, like whatever else it's going to actually get you to a better place. Right. So the rapid and bacon. Yeah, sure. Um, the, the, actually the, one of the general recommendations for carnivore is one gram per pound of what you would call goal weight in protein. So you know, if I just want to maintain my weight, then we'd call it body weight, right? A gram per pound of body weight. But if somebody's using this for like a weight loss strategy, for example, you're not going to apply that same principle. You're going to say goal weight, right? Where I want to become. Okay. Let's set, let's set that marker there, but then matching that number of grams in fat as well, Mm -hmm. that puts you in that 30% 
protein, 70% fat, right? Mm -hmm. Because we already talked about how fat is over twice as dense as protein and carbohydrates when it comes to, you know, calories. calories. Um, but like, that's like, that's a picture of the zero carbohydrate carnivore diet. Right. Which is, I mean, if you just look at individual foods, that's how it's going to be like the, you know, the, <clears throat> the, when you take a, a cut of meat off of the animal it's going to be you know pretty equal as far as right so grams a, of a ribeye versus right. yeah like a good a good fatty cut of meat like a like a ribeye is almost almost idealistic right for this type of diet yeah yeah, yeah. um all right next step up kind of bridging the gap here between extremes uh the ketogenic diet mm-hmm. what does a ketogenic plate look like ketogenic plate <clears throat> so instead of being zero carbohydrate uh i think keto is about 10 percent. i want to say of your um caloric intake can be uh, carbohydrates they allow some carbohydrates but um you're going to lower the protein content so you definitely wouldn't go up to 50 percent like we talked about with the carnivore right, right. um you'd still want to be around 25 30 percent with the protein um, but it's primarily fat. So you're going to go up to 70%. You know, some people and go up to higher, 85% yeah. of fat. Um, with the, cause the reason of that is, is if you can, like we talked about last time with getting into ketosis, if you are, um, not eating a lot of carbohydrates, then you're using up these glycogen stores, then your body's going to switch over to making ketones so that you can use those for energy. And then if you're filling your body with, with fat, they can just has more access to, to doing that. Um, plus you're going to, with the lower carbohydrate intake, you're not going to be, you're going to be allowing insulin to come down. So then you can get into the fatty acid, fatty acid oxidation. Um, so you're going to be utilizing more fat for energy. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the whole purpose of the ketogenic diet. So your plate's going to look like, um, just a, a lot of fat on it. So, so here's, here's, here's what's interesting though. A lot of people think freaking like the 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 fat bomb world, right? Like, gotta put coconut oil and butter in your coffee. Gotta eat these freaking like coconut oil chocolate cup type of things. Gotta do all this type of stuff. But when in reality, if I took a giant bowl of lettuce spinach, whatever kinds of greens you want to call it. If I put um, some steak in there, if I put some good cheese on there, and if I cover that thing in olive oil, I've just created visually something that looks like this is primarily green, right? Right. Macronutrient-wise, that's primarily fat, Mm-hmm. Right. I've got fat from the oil. I've got fat from the cheese. I've got fat in the meat. The, the meat and the cheese are probably also getting me some protein. Right. And then the the volume of carbohydrate in all this the big bowl of lettuce. Right. Doesn't add up to much at all. Right. 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 That like that is a really good like few people would argue with you that that's not a healthy meal. Right. Mm hmm. But many people would argue that, oh, keto's not good for you. Right. Right? Right. But we just constructed a meal that you're going to agree. This, yeah, that's a good meal, right? All of, people think olive oil is good for you. Greens are good. Yeah, like good quality meats and animal products. Cool. 
that's a ketogenic meal, right? <laughs> right. right. Yeah, it always cracks me up how, um, I mean, it's just some misunderstanding of what, what keto, so the purpose of the ketogenic diet is to get you into a state of being more metabolically flexible and eventually yep. being in a state of ketosis so your body can make these ketones for a number of different purposes, but then it's become this weight loss thing um, yeah. of just trying yeah. to go extremely low carbohydrate so that now you can start to access this energy stores that are already on your body. But people think it's like a diet, so then they'll they'll ask you if a food is keto. Right. I'm like, well, that that's not really how it works. I mean, right? Yeah. Right. If you wanted to have a um, a certain number of carbohydrates, really to stay keto, all you would have to do is add more fat, so you could get right. to that percentage of fat that you need to get right. to to be you, ketogenic. Is is is? Can you have a tablespoon of honey? Yeah, you probably can. As right. long as you're not also eating bread with it. Right, right. And, and is, or you just add a, that much more fat you right. know, to get to the ketogenic part. So there's ketogenic diet, you know, although we wouldn't say you shouldn't do it, it could definitely be done poorly. Absolutely. Um, for food, from a food quality standpoint, like I said, you could just go to McDonald's every day and still eat keto. Right. Um, well, again, it, it goes back to principle number one is real food, right? Right. You can, you can do this really poorly if, if we're not prioritizing here. Right. But you, I mean, you could also do it poorly um, by just overeating, you know, eating, either eating too often mm -hmm. or eating, which would just go against the whole purpose of what you're trying to do with bringing insulin down. Yeah. Um, but also if the amount that you're eating, like, you know, you can still get to that 10%, you're just adding more calories to your diet, which probably wouldn't right. be what you're trying to do there. So, right. So both, both carnivore and ketogenic we would say, are there good places in, in, in really like, can these fit under our definition of a good macronutrient profile? Yes. But neither of these are the first recommendation we're making to anybody. Right. We would use these a, a lot of times more in a therapeutic setting for a very specific purpose, trying to get a specific outcome. They're good tools in the tool belt for sure. And I think they're very helpful for us to understand the big picture. Mm -hmm. But now what we would more so just define as a low carbohydrate diet, this is really where we are pointing the majority of people. Right. Right. So what does a textbook higher fat, moderate protein, lower carbohydrate diet look like? Yeah, I mean, I think if you just did what we talked about last time as far as eating real food most of the time and yeah. paid attention to your uh, those um, satiety mechanisms that your body has, then mm -hmm. you would be eating higher fat, moderate protein, and lower carbohydrate diet. Right. So again, as long as you are having good protein sources from animal sources and, and plant sources like we'll get into our next episode. Um, so thinking, so basically like what you just described, um, with the keto, like how that salad would have been ketogenic, um, that's also low carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. So even though you're eating lower as far as a percentage of your macros in the carbohydrate, you're still eating a lot of food that's carbohydrate in mm -hmm. nature, um, which is also very nourishing in nature. Back to the, to the um, micro density, micronutrient density yeah. that those um, have. Um, but then you can also add in things like tubers. Yeah. You know, you know, stuff like a sweet potato, potato, uh, if you do fine with grains, you can have grains. Um, this would be, you know, we would have some other, um, caveats there as far as what you're eating with grains. This would be where nuts and seeds could come in cause they have 
protein, fat, and carbohydrates. Yeah. Um, this would be um, where legumes would come in, you know, certain beans, um, those type of things. So, again, as long as you are eating real food that is already going to contain um, the higher fat, moderate protein, lower carbohydrate, and you're not focused on one source of those. So, like, if you just, again, back to the bread thing, if you just ate bread all day long, yeah. you could stick with real food, but you're not, you know, nourishing your body well, yeah. if you just ate a bunch of meat all day long, um, then you are not also doing that. If you just ate a bunch of meat with bread all day long, then now you're also not <laughs> doing that. Right. So this is where things like the food pyramid potentially could be helpful, right? So it's certain servings of um, vegetables, certain number of servings of fruit. Um, of course, they, they are asking you to get certain levels of protein. Um, that's going to happen again if you're sticking with the, the real food stuff. Yeah. Essentially, if you are eating in, in a source of an animal food with every meal and then you're filling it in with plant foods however you'd like, generally, it's going to be hard to not hit these macronutrients. Right. Right. If you are eating real food, right, avoiding, avoiding stuff that is, is processed and packaged and fake and all this type of stuff – if you are applying the principles of feasting and fasting, right, you know, for some people that might look like eating two meals a day or maybe it's eating three meals a day, right? But if it's not eating all day long, right, if you're doing these things where you're constructing two or three meals throughout a day and when you do those things, if you are eating an animal food and some plant foods, like to satiety, this is where you're going to end up. Right. Right. You have to introduce other variables like avoiding fatty cuts of meat, right? Avoiding certain things, you know, to not get to this place. Right. You know, right. Like that, that, that's the, that's the only way you're going to land anywhere else than what we're suggesting here. Eating higher fat, modern protein, lower carbohydrate. Right. <clears throat> right. I mean, so just straight practically, if you are doing eggs for breakfast or you're doing some sort of smoothie um, where you're mixing in vegetables, <clears throat> so the back to the eggs thing, if you're having some eggs with some vegetables mixed in, like an omelet, maybe yeah. putting some cheese on there or having some eggs with some breakfast sausage inside of, of some sort of a vegetable or maybe potato, some sort of starch, um, then a smoothie where you're mixing you know, vegetables and fruits and you can get some protein and stuff in there versus, with various sources. Um, salad, something like a salad for lunch where of course, primarily plant foods, but then you're throwing some meat, potentially some, um, cheese on there. And then for dinner, we typically have some sort of a protein that's an animal source. We'll have some sort of a salad or a green vegetable, and then we'll have some sort of starch, whether that's rice, whether that's potatoes, sweet potatoes, mm -hmm. something like that. So that's kind of how you can stay within yeah. them. Easy. Yep. <laughs> right. And, and you, you mentioned potatoes and fruit and uh, uh, grains, even with all those things that a lot of people potentially demonize as high carbohydrate foods, the reality is when you add all that stuff up, like the, the, the segment of your caloric intake from carbohydrate compared to protein and fat is still the lowest of the three. Right. Right. If you're, if you're, again, we, you mentioned this at the beginning, if you are 
kind of dialing in the adequate amount of protein, which in the grand scheme of things falls between fat and carbohydrates. But for the majority of people who are used to eating a low protein diet, it's actually going to be a lot more than you're used to eating. If you have that set and then you eat real, real plant foods surrounding it, like this is pretty much where you end up almost all the time. There might be slight deviation, right? So like, like me right now, I know that I, I just can't do the, the ketogenic and the carnivore stuff, right? I don't process and digest fat in high amounts very well, right? Mm -hmm. So I do swing a little higher in carbohydrate, but looking at the whole picture, like I'm still not avoiding fat by any means, right? Because we haven't talked about this very much, but kind of how the things interact with each other, right? And like my carbohydrates are never ending up as the largest macronutrient that I'm eating in a day, right? right. It's like even even while I'm conscious about not going overboard with the fat, I have to kind of fill in calories with the carbohydrates. Like you have to do something very intentionally or mindlessly following the standard American diet uh, to get to this this really unhealthy place, right? And I mean, this might be a rabbit trail, but <clears throat> maybe this is how we can finish. There are there are uh, you could look at different civilizations around the world, and there are some that eat primarily carbohydrate mm. in, in their diet. So there, you know, people that eat a lot of tubers, or even like American Indians, primarily are made up of of corn. Um, that's true. That is happening. They're eating very high carbohydrate um, as far as their caloric intake. But what happens it, when you ingest those particular type of carbohydrates is when you get to your digestive system, um, th there are bacteria in your digestive system that work with those particular um, carbohydrates, and then they make fatty acids out of those. So really, you could say, even if I'm adding a high, good carbohydrate diet, I'm still at a higher fat diet because what happens with those carbohydrates, how they right. interact with what's going on in your body, it becomes fat. Um, so, yes, they, you could do that, which is why partially why we say mostly um, high fat, moderate right. protein, carbohydrate, or lower carbohydrate. Um, but even then, you're still, you can't get away from how much your body needs fat yeah. to survive and thrive. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Very good. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe one tiny little note here on how, um, like, how fat basically makes sugar less damaging, right? How, like, these things interact with each other. So the difference between eating a tablespoon of honey and putting a tablespoon of honey in a smoothie that's got like some fat and protein in it. Yeah. Well, so the primary what's going to happen there is we're eating straight honey. Uh, even though it's a real food, your body's going to be able to deal with that properly. It's still going to um, absorb it a lot faster than if you were to eat it combined with other nutrients. So the body has to break it down in a certain way where it just kind of slows that absorption process. So it's not going to immediately spike um, hormone levels um, in, a, in a potentially negative way. Um, so that you know, that's, that's one way of combining those things, especially if they're all beneficial nutrients that you're combining, it's going to be better than just eating them in an individual way. Yeah. But you could also, 
um, especially if you're in an already unhealthy state metabolically, if you are mixing things. Mm -hmm. So like if you are eating um, like maybe a honey butter, like if you were to mix a bunch of honey with butter, <laughs> then now you're back to um, macronutrients that are primarily used for energy and your body's going to store delicious. those. <laughs> it does sound delicious. <laughs> your body's going to store those um, instead of being able to actually burn it. So, But some people who are more like flexible are going to do fine with something like that. So, Cool. Uh, there's the macronutrients, folks. This is, uh, this is a fun one to talk about and debate and whatnot. But in reality, like I meant to say this, well, I don't know, maybe the f real food episode. If you, if you eat real foods, right, we kind of said this, you're going to end up here. And like if you stuck to eating real foods, it's going to be really difficult to end up in a very unhealthy place. It's going to be very difficult to get obese on a real food diet. Yeah. Right? Like, by nature, like, you, you have kind of, like, the, the, uh, the, your lane that you're in when you're eating real food has kind of brought you in so close to optimal that it's, like, it's hard to get way too far out of bounds. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. There it is. The human body needs to mostly eat higher fat, moderate protein, lower carbohydrate in order to survive and thrive. Now you know what that looks like. If you can hear me now, that means you made it all the way through the show and I have a big old thank you for you. Thank you for your attention. Um, thank you for listening all the way through. We hope this has been helpful for you, educational for you, um, entertaining for you, whatever it may be. Um, we really value your attention. What we also value is your feedback. So we would love if you could leave us a comment, leave us a review, send us a message, let us know what you think. Um, let us know if there's any other topics you want to hear us talk about, if there's anybody else you'd like to hear us um, interview or you'd like to hear them talk to us about certain things, whatever it may be. We'd love to hear from you, hear your comments, your suggestions, all of it, okay? Um, on Facebook, you can join our group. It is called Renewing the City. Just a apply I don't know join hit join this group whatever it may be you got to hit join and I got to approve you to be in there um, but on Instagram all you got to do is follow we've got our principles of health going up um, almost every day of the week um, or if you're ready to kind of jump in and really see what it looks like to join us here at the gym uh, you can go to newcity.fitness/start and schedule time to talk to one of our coaches. Again, we really appreciate you, your time, your attention. Until next time, peace.